Welcome to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello and welcome to another Flying Solo podcast. It's great to have you with us. Don't forget, if you're listening via iTunes, we'd love you to post a brief review of the show. It helps us ever such a lot. And of course, we welcome comments and discussion on Facebook or via the page this show has on Flying Solo. I should remind you also that support for this podcast comes from Sendle, the door-to-door parcel delivery service that's cheaper than the post office. Head to sendle.com flying solo to get free Sendle premium worth $120 a year, and you'll get an extra dollar off every parcel you send. And that's surely not a bad deal. Now, look, today I'm absolutely delighted to have Nairi Sterling with us. Nairi runs a business called Brisbane Kids. It's been running for about seven years and has an astonishing 138,000 Facebook likers. Uh, Nairi, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's good to be here, Robert. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Well, look, so let's, let's dive straight into this. So Brisbane Kids... Uh, is seems to me, well, pretty obviously, is a fantastically wide resource for anyone with children in the Brisbane area. It gives them events, listings, activities. I mean, what, what else, how else would you describe your business and what you're actually doing? Uh, I would say that uh, we are the official guide to child-friendly Brisbane. So whether it's uh, online, social media communities, we have a magazine that goes out seasonally in print, um, we are the number one website. If you're a family in Brisbane, you've pretty much heard of us. So we're a bit of a household name up here, which is great. It's fantastic. So seven, mm-hmm. year, seven years since you've been going. And tell me, what, what got you started? What was your motivation for starting Brisbane Kids? Um, look, the motivation really was, um, you know, the classic story that I had a, had a child, but I realised that something was amiss with him. And um, for a long time, I've, I've wanted my own business, but... I guess um, I was, you know, really motivated knowing that I had a child most likely with special needs. Um, I was online at about four o'clock in the morning and a lady um, posted on Facebook to say um, there's a website domain name for sale for $200 called brisbanekids.com.au and um, and goldcoastkids.com.au and um and did anyone want to buy it? And I didn't know anything about websites really or anything. But uh, I said to my husband, look, you know, I think I could probably do something with this. Um, could I have a thousand bucks? Can you spot me? And because um, at the time I wasn't working and uh, he did. And, um, you know, and now, you know, the rest is history. And that's really how it started. I'd like to say it started because I felt there was a hole in Brisbane. But I guess, you know, I I saw the opportunity and and you know, with the domain and, and ran with it. My goodness. So literally somebody said, here's a domain for sale. And you said, yep, I'll have a go at that. Persuaded your partner and that's it, you're off. That was how yeah. your business started. And I got it for free in the end. It was uh, a journalist who had the domains and she was quite, um, not annoying, but she just wanted to be heard. So after three or four hours on the phone with her, she just agreed to hand them over for free. So it didn't cost me anything. Mm. <laughs> 
Okay, well, that's a that's a fairly unique start to any business, I think. So yes. here you were then seven years ago. You had these domains. Uh, you had, as you say, your your first child, and you realised that he was he had special needs. And what did you plan to develop them? What were you what were you going to do with it? And how has kind of what we have today? How has that um, you know how does that reflect what you originally thought? I mean, how much has it been kind of accidental all the way through, or is it? No, no, I didn't think it no. was. So no, um, it was definitely going to be monetized from the beginning. I mean, it was there to make me money. I realized that I had to get people looking at the website. So when people build a website or blogs or whatever, they really just need to get eyes and attention, and whether that's you know, niche or big, it doesn't really matter. But so what I did first was playgrounds around Brisbane. I went around and realised that Brisbane City Council hadn't done a great job in photographing them and went around and did that myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was very well received. I also realised that there was a bit of a monopoly in Brisbane with the newspapers and so forth in that they'd charge a lot of money for advertising really good family events. And I decided to offer my calendar for free. And I still do today. I have a free calendar. Anyone can list an event on there. And it means that we support everything from, you know, little fates to, to, you know, bigger events. And I think the newspapers are even free for some things now because of us. Um, and look, that just led to people coming to our website and having a look at it. And, um, and then I just started cold calling for advertisers to take a punt on us. And had you had any background in publishing of any sort prior to this? Uh, look, I worked for uh, the Career Mail when I was a teenager um, in their uh, commercial department and I've been in sales for such a long time in so many different products. I, I think that the key to a business like this is being able to sell um, right. more so than publishing. Uh, I do have a degree in PR and I majored in journalism um, but but aside from that fact, that's really not where the success comes from. It really comes from being able to sell and, you know, your product and build relationships with people. Mm. Yeah. Interesting to hear you say that. So what when you look at um, others, you mentioned bloggers a few moments ago that are looking to kind of monetize their blogs and, and in many cases much smaller blogs than the one you're currently running. What do you think is actually missing there? You, is, it, is it the sales side that is the piece that's not there? Um, I think um, a lot of, first of all, I think there's a lot of misconception around what blogs can earn and different ways of monetizing. Hmm. To monetize like I have, you know, we did a little bit differently. So, um, yes, I do think they need to be able to sell. If someone was to start a website like mine in another state, Um, I do think they need to be able to be very comfortable in picking up the phone and speaking to people and being confident about what they're offering. Um, If you're a blogger, um, it is a little bit different. I think they, you know, I hear a lot of them uh, in groups sometimes complaining about, you know, all these free PR opportunities. Instead, what they should be doing is taking those free PR opportunities doing them and then presenting reporting at the end of it to show that there were eyes on that, you know, service or that event or whatever it was and giving that to the PR agency so that they can then take that back to the client and and that's going to give them work in the future and that's what we've always done yeah okay so it's it's building the data making use of it and reporting back and using that as your technique to sell further in the future yeah Yeah. well for my webs I mean that's for a blog but for a website like mine I guess I actually just picked up the phone and said you know, I've looked at your business. I really like your business model. Um, I think you align with the vision of Brisbane Kids. Um, 
you know, do you want to really take a punt and advertise with this? These are our rates. This is how much traffic we've got. And, you know, I found most people were pretty receptive to that. Yeah, okay. And seven years on is advertising then, is is, is it your only revenue stream or it's your, your by far your dominant one by the sounds of it? Yeah, look, it is my dominant one. I do a lot of sponsored posts, native advertising. I do a bit of social media consulting. Um, but, you know, the Facebook... Um, the advertising, whether it's through our Facebook page or on our website, is definitely where we make our income. Um, and yeah, and and sponsored posts. I mean, that's almost doing less for more. So um, yeah, it's a bit of everything really that we do at Brisbane Kids and display advertising as well, um, but not as much. We're not. If you look at our website, you'll see that we don't um, put a lot of in content advertising yet. Um, right. I'm just not convinced that google likes it all that much Hmm. so mm. okay so uh, the model then or the business has it um has it gone sort of precisely as you would like it to have done um look i i purposely didn't grow too quickly so yes it absolutely has um i have only just hired my first salesperson two weeks ago um so yes up until now we've really relied on myself or businesses just to come to us and we've got over 300 advertisers now so uh, and that's just you know ones that are on the website not not including you know ones that come every so often so we've done well without really having to sell in Mm in you know because we've got a good name and 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 stuff so yeah i think yes it's gone really well and now we've launched into print and that's gone better than we ever expected so so the print um, is a is a new move is it and this yes. is a did you say it's annual or more more frequent it's seasonal so seasonal. It, okay. yeah it comes out every uh season yeah right. okay and how many times have you published that uh we're on our ninth edition now oh fantastic mm. so that's it's a uh, somewhat unusual that you're going that way around often it's uh, it's the reverse you know people have started in print and then moved online you've done the the reverse process and how have you found that has that been a, a relatively seamless move um yeah you're right it is the opposite way but we're not doing it like the other um competitors in the market so we purposely positioned ourselves differently i drew on the relationships i had with schools and kindies and said rang them and basically said, look, you know, uh, I'll continue to have this relationship with you um, and advertise all your school fates for free and do these extra things for you in exchange for you hand-delivering our um, awesome, um, you know, magazine to your um, students by hand. So no piles, no wastage. In fact, we only print 10,000. It's an exclusive print run. Mm. Uh, We actually print more than that, but we guarantee a 10,000 print run and um and we don't do editorials so there's nothing boring in there like you know um what to expect on your first day of school it is all events activities things to do it's an a5 handy guide so mums can throw it in their um bag and or dads and um and coupons to save money like it it really it's an easy sell yeah (laughs) really and it's interesting to hear you describe that you're saying there's you know there's no editorial in there there's nothing boring like that which Mm. is (laughs) You know, it's again, that is also a bit of a switch from a way a lot of other publications would like to position themselves. But you're very, very clear saying, hey, this is a directory of things to do. We're not we're not going to fill it with sort of editorial puff to pad the pages out or anything. So tell me what um, what sort of challenges have you had along the way? I mean, it's you know, this is um, you're clearly an early, you know, an early adopter, an early mover in this whole space. 
um, and you're doing some quite innovative things. What what key challenges have, have you sort of confronted in the in the seven years? Uh, my key challenges was learning SEO. That was a big challenge. Um, and you learned that yourself as opposed yes. to, yeah, okay. Yes, yes, and I love it. Um, right. I subscribe to people, you know, uh, Rand and um, from Moz and just mm. different, you know, leaders in that space. Um, the other challenges would just be finding the time to continue learning because I think that's the key. So, again, I just subscribe to a few key people um, that I rely on to almost filter that information. Um, so they're, they're my biggest challenges because staying ahead in this game and resisting the urge to say, no, not another platform um, like Snapchat, I really mm. didn't, uh, you know, I just couldn't be bothered. But I'm right. getting into it now because I realise that, you know, you've, you've got to. But in the beginning I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> um, and and really I'm, I'm still not sure it's going to take off, but um, uh, for businesses anyway. Um, oh, okay. But, you, my, but you're going to give it some focus by the sounds of it. Well, I think if you're an early adopter on a new platform and you can just have a presence there, mm. um, you, I, th- I think you want that regardless. So that that's what I'm doing there. You know, um, the other challenges around learning video, which we're starting to do now because obviously Facebook Live and, and all the other platforms that want video. Um, yeah. And the other challenges really is just around, um, you know, convincing people that, because we're not, we don't have a media outlet like Fairfax or something behind us. It, it's just building that trust. Um, and so, seven years down the track, there are some brands that only have just come to me this year. Finally, after pitching to you know them for five years, mm. for them to come to us and trust us with their brand and realise that in fact we can probably deliver more to them than a newspaper uh, advertisement. It's so. so interesting, isn't it? It does. It takes a lot longer than a lot of people think to build that trust, particularly with um, some of the big brands. You know, they're just not prepared to commit until they see that you're consistent and reliable and decent and. All mm. of those things. It t- takes a good while. So it sounds from the way you speak that um, you do an awful lot of this yourself. You know, you said that you want to understand SEO. The way you spoke about Snapchat sounds, it's very much like you're the person that's that's um, doing that. And you've said that you're you're someone who likes to learn and likes to clearly likes to to regularly stretch yourself. Um, is that the case? Do you do you hold an awful lot of that uh, that work under you know on your desk? Um, well, look, I would say that, um, I mean, I have staff, so I do have people that I hire, but I hire people who don't have my strength. So mm. I hire people, my attention to detail sometimes is not the greatest. So I have people that I hire with great attention to detail. I have people that I hire who are um, great with, you know, data entry. But what I'm really good at, I know, is I have quite a skill for the written word and, and being able to position that with SEO. I'm right. quick thinking around that. So, yes, I'm the right person. I am stepping back a lot, um, but uh, and I have a lot of writers who write the articles for me. But, yes, I always edit the end product um, to make sure that, um, you know, that it, it is meeting the standard that I think it needs to to go out. Almost, almost like if you were at a restaurant and you have that dish and you're the chef and you just need to just tweak it at the end. I, I just do that on a lot of things. Right, okay. Are there many things that you do these days that you would absolutely like to step out of? Um, I would like to step out of, I guess, the everyday dealing with emails and mountains of emails and 
I've tried everything that I can do, but emails are a really hard thing um, to get away from. I get, you know, upwards of two or 300 emails a day. So it would be nice to not to deal with that somehow. Mm. Okay. And have you, have you got plans afoot or at the moment it's just starting as a, as a desire, but no particular plan at this stage? No, no, no. We, we do have plans. We've got rules in place. In fact, the greatest thing that I've done recently was set up a rule that was um, whenever I send an email out of Outlook, you can set up a rule for it not to go out for two hours later unless you set it as urgent. And what that okay. stops is it stops, face, uh, stops email conversations happening. And okay. that has probably saved me an hour a day in emailing because people then don't ex- – it's not a dialogue that you're having via email. Mm. So – um, That's yeah. good. So you put a yeah. sort of pause into the process, which yes. has stopped that immediate response. Yes. Yeah, and I guess the thing is, you know, it sounds very much to me, and I'm sure anybody listening will will get this distinct sort of feeling as well that you're you're clearly someone with a with a high degree of energy and a high degree of involvement in their business. And there's there's nothing nicer if you're trying to do a deal or do something with that person to to know that you've got them. You know, to know that you've got them on the end of your email, you've got them on the end of the phone, and that they're going to be responsive. So I guess you're perhaps paying the price a bit for your own, you know, historical responsiveness. So anyway, good luck with backing us backing away out of that. Yeah, sounds like it's worth doing. So what about um, what about the future? What do you see when you look forward? You know, it's been seven years running this business, um, and that's Brisbane kids. Clearly, you know, we've got a big country here. So where to next? What are your what are your thoughts? Uh, I have no desire to do, I, I own kids in Australia, um, okay. but I have no desire to repeat Brisbane kids. I don't think it can be repeated. I think we're a unique community. So no, we, I have no intention of ever doing that um, and ever. So, um, but we do That's have, um, yeah, very clear. We do have some new businesses though that are starting um, and I'm collaborating in um, with some people around some videos to do in the baby industry, mm. in the tech kids um, sector. Uh, we've got a website launching in a couple of weeks around, um, you know, STEAM and STEM for kids because I think that's where the future is. Um, and and the everydaymarketer.com where I, I've you know, been writing for quite a while about the things that have made differences in my business and um, and I think it's just time to start doing some more consulting and just platform reviews of people's websites um, because I just see lots of gaps where I could help people sell more and um, get more traffic, really. Okay, so a couple of points. Please, can you just explain STEAM and STEM for kids? Yeah, so STEM is science, um, technology, engineering and maths. Um, So... Um, and in America, they add art to it and art and design. And oh, okay. yeah, so it's all around the coding and really the next generation of children, um, you know, really need to know how, need to know STEM. And so mm. from next year, all prep students will learn how to code from prep. Um, and I want to be a part of that. And I think there's room for a really big, massive website in Australia that can uh, be a great resource for that. Oh, fantastic. So when you said, as you said very, very clearly, no, I don't want to do Brisbane Kids in other places, um, mm. and you said that quite passionately, so are you the kind of person then, is this, is this sort of, is this um, very nari that you will build one thing and then as soon as you've built that, you want to go and build something completely different? Is that, is that what kind of motivates you? The thought of replicating, duplicating something just doesn't appeal at all. 
No, no, not really. Um, and look, the, the business model, like Brisbane Kids is great now, but, you know, if you come to me four years ago, I was at the point of burnout. And, right. and I think that happens a lot when you're really passionate about your business. So it took for me to step back and really um, set some systems in place, scale it differently. Um, no, I would never do this again. And look, I'm not even sure that anyone has a website like mine around the country. They've all got directories and it's very impersonal and it's, you know, I just don't, yeah, I don't think it can be done again. It would require someone, it w- if I could replicate myself, I would do it. And look, right. I've been offered, you know, someone came to me to invest, to franchise, but no, I just don't think it can be done. So, mm. Okay. So could you explain what, or just, just let us know, what's the, you know, your child, your, do you still have just the one child? I've got three children. Three children, yeah. okay. Yes. And what ages? Uh, I have a four-year-old, mm. a um, seven-year-old and a nine-year-old. Okay. Wow. So you have got your hands full. So what's a, what is a kind of a typical day for you? How much, What's your lifestyle like within this business? Yeah. Okay. So I love my sleep. I've learned to love sleep, even though I got up at 3 a.m. today. That's pretty unusual for me. Um, <laughs> I, um, my husband also owns a building company, so it's fairly limited support. Um, so I just get up, I, you know, take the kids to school. I've still got one in kindy, so she's with me most of the time. Um, I don't really find that impacts because she's a girl and girls are happy to sit there while you're on the computer. And really I, I work most days. Uh, I try to keep my meetings to one day, maybe every week or fortnight where I go out and I just do them all at once. Um, and every single day I'm, you know, tweaking the website, reviewing it. Um, it, it is a full-time hmm. job, but I don't generally work on weekends anymore, so that's definitely changed. Okay, so you're not w- running around taking pictures to playgrounds anymore? No, no, no I'm not, sadly, oh, for okay. my children. I think they wish I was, but no, I'm not. <laughs> and so do you see a time, though, could you, with these other businesses that you're looking at moving into, could you step? Can you see a time when you'll step back from Brisbane Kids? Is that likely? Can you put someone in there to be your sort of general manager? Is that part of the plan? Yes, yes, yeah, it okay. definitely has to happen, and mm. I think that'll become easier as my kids get older and I become more removed from actually being a parent of young children. Mm. Um, so yes, that definitely has to happen at some stage. But look, honestly, Robert, I don't think that even websites will look like they look like today in five or 10 years anyway. So yeah, Brisbane sure. Kids, you know, as it is today, won't be where it is in five or 10 years anyway. So who knows, really? Mm. Mm. Look, okay, my final question to you then is, yeah. given, given the picture that you sort of painted to us as to how this all started mm-hmm. um, and the journey you've been on, if you had somebody come up to you now saying, I love what you're doing, I'm thinking of doing exactly the same thing, what advice would you give that startup today? Um, if I was, I get asked that a lot. Um, yeah, I would ask them what their motivation is. And if it's to make money, I would say, then you're not the right person for the job. Um, if they said that they were doing it to grow a community, I would say you'll probably be successful. Mm. Um, you know, I think I also got in a good time with Brisbane kids when people were a lot more trusting of online communities and it grew with me. Whereas today, when you start something, there's a certain amount of reservation. So It'd be tricky for someone starting today. Um, I'd probably say go buy an app, like spend 30 grand, buy an app and make it very quick and easy and um, 
for parents to find things to do, I guess, because that's probably where the future is. Okay. So, in fact, build something, well, keep it it simple or try to keep it simple. Yeah. 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 Actually, I'm going to sneak in one more more final question, if I may. So, 138,000 Facebook likers. Yes. Um, as you mentioned, Facebook is changing. It's constantly changing. Let's imagine we got Mark Zuckerberg in on the call now. Mm. What would you like to say to him or ask him? Well, actually, I just congratulate him. I think he does a lot of great work. I, I don't have an issue with the way that he runs Facebook. I'd probably chat to the people at Instagram more than I would Mark. But, um, <laughs> but no, I think everything he does is for a reason. I have no issue with the way the algorithms work. We, we do well on Facebook, so mm. no issue at all. I'd say keep it the same. Okay, good. Yes. All right, then I have to ask you now, what would you say to the people at Instagram because they're making a few changes around the place? Yeah, well, I, I'm not a big fan of their new logo um, yes. at all. <laughs> um, I would just say that they should reconsider the fact of the way that they're going to place posts. Um, I just don't. I just don't see that they needed to change what was so simple about Instagram in mm. the first place. Mm. Um, yeah, and there are a lot of people out there that are very angry about the change in logo yesterday because it means they have to change all their websites and. Um, yeah, and, and I'd say to the guy at Snapchat, just re- resign and shut it down. Because <laughs> I don't want to learn. And I don't... <laughs> All right, well, I'll see if I can get that message too. Yeah. Let's, let's see how yes. that goes. Yes. All right, well, look, um, Nari Serling, thank you so much for, for spending your time with us and clearly a woman with a great deal of energy and uh, more than just a small degree of nous in business. You've done some fant- extraordinary stuff there and I wish you well with your, your next venture. So thank you for spending your time with us. Thanks, Robert. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. So, look, finally, support for this podcast comes from Sendal, the door-to-door parcel delivery service that's cheaper than the post office. Head to sendal.com flying solo to get free Sendal premium worth $120 a year. And don't forget, you'll get that extra dollar off every parcel. So thank you all. See you next time. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 